What's up? It's me, AGV, the go-getter, and I want to welcome you to the GCO podcast. You see, this is a place you go to to get the pretty, the ugly, and the grind to success. There is always a story to be told and everything that glitter ain't gold. So understand this, there is no need for the cheat code when you got the G-Code. So get your notebooks and pens ready. It's time for us to get into it. Welcome to the G-Code. <laughs> You are now listening to the G Code with Adri V. Yes, yes, it's me, Adri V, the Go Getter, and I want to welcome you to the G Code Podcast. And this G Code Podcast is a place for the pretty, the ugly, and a grind to success because we get here and we talk about the things that people don't really see. You know, on social media, it is the highlight reel of the great things that has happened in your life. But nobody really gets the nitty gritty, right? I want to know how the hell did you make it when you were failing and when you were going through some of your most difficult times. Those are the things I want to talk about because those are the things that build character and those are the things that really tell us how you're able to be such a success now, right? So I created this podcast as an extension to my radio show. Yes, I'm a radio personality in addition to being an educator. I like to call myself an edutainer, um, mixing it both together. But also in addition to that, one of my favorite things is being able to talk to people. And as a radio personality, of course, the goal is to be able to interview and do those great interviews. But folks want to hear their music. And so I brought my conversation and extension to what I do on the air to my podcast. And so from often... I'm talking to some dope tastemakers, some artists, some people who are entrepreneurs, big change agents in their community, and just really go get in it, right? And so today, I have with me my guy, Jay Skis. We did this interview before they went on tour with Conway the Machine. If you know him, he won part of Griselda, but of course, he built up his own camp which is Drumwork Music Group, and he has artists like Love the Genius, Lucky Seven, and the one we're talking to today is my guy, Jay Skis, who I've been knowing for some years now. You're going to hear us get into that part of the conversation. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to see his tests and trials and see how he has triumphed through them all. And of course, the big takeaways that he has as well. So I'm excited about this conversation. You should be too. And all I got to say is, baby, welcome to the G-Code, and it's time for you to get some these codes let's get right in with my guy jay ski what's good my go-getters it's me adri v the go-getter and listen any and every time i bring somebody to the mic i get excited i'm very fickle about who i interview like i gotta be excited to want to know you to want to dive into who you are and what you got going on and when i've known you for a while and watch you matriculate through your stages it gets me amped like I knew this person when he had a fade, a Caesar cut fade with waves. Then he started off his dreads, and that's when the dreads was like sticking out. You know that 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 little that little funny phase, right? And then the joints just start growing, and he began to matriculate as a man in this artistry of music and the artistry of art and the artistry of sneakers, which I'm sure you're gonna probably incorporate that in there some way somehow. And then to see him get to this place of actually hitting one of those goals, and it feel like seeing somebody get their championship ring, but it's a chain um i'm just excited to have him yet again in the studio because the last time he was here he wasn't even signed just yet 
But now he's here, and I'm talking about my man, Mr. J. Skis himself. Of course, welcome to this world of go-getters, man. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be here once again, HVV. You already know. We Listen, here. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Like, I am genuinely happy, mm. you know, because... I'm passionate about people's passions. And when someone's operating in their God-given talent and they keep going despite the odds against them, you know, and to see them get to a place that they want to be in and continuously morph in that place, I'm like, yo, let's let's talk about it. Because so many people quit. Right. So many people give up. Right. And we've we've both have been in a space where it's like, I don't even know I might go this direction, I'm gonna go that direction. And even for that, you have, but still return. So we're gonna jump into all of that and I just feel like it's imperative for people to get to know the the people behind the mic, the music, and the the mentionings of what they talk about that matters. Um, so of course, I'm just happy you're here. So let's just jump right in. So Jay Skis, you know, we we don't had this convo, but I just feel like I always got to reiterate it. Why did you start rapping, my guy? Man, it was always my my best friend, man, my man Scoop. Shout out my man Scoop, my man Ron P. Um, you know, growing up over on Andover off of Bailey, shout out to Bailey Avenue Pizza, by the way. They got the best, you know, best pizza the in, best. in the in the city, period. I, after Leonardo's, but Leonardo's <laughs> ain't here no more, so we'll take that. <laughs> but it's, you know, the most busy corner in Buffalo, you know what I'm saying? But growing up over there, um, you know, my mans, they would always rap, Ron P, Scoop, and they wanted to rap because their uncles rap. Mm. You know what I mean? The J Villains, shout out to the J Villains. Oh, you just took me back. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Those was his uncles. That's wild. That's history Those was his right uncles. there. And uh, Scoop's father actually passed away real young as well as my dad. So we had a lot in common. So, you know, we grew up together. You know what I'm saying? That was like one of my one of my first best friends. You know wow. what I mean? I was real close with. And I would be at his house every day. And then you had this spot around the corner. I forget what it was called. Um, it was next to Magic City when that was still a, a barbershop over on Bailey. The tape plot, the tape spot you talk about? Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was next door. Mm. And we would go there and we would get instrumental CDs, the J Irons. That's what Jones I'm talking about, Sycamore. the tape. Like it, used, it was like a mixtape spot. Yeah, I know yeah. You're talking about. Right. We would go there and we would go get the instrumental CDs and we would have a karaoke machine and we would, you know what I'm saying, we would go over the beats. Oh. It, it really, it was just scooping Ron P rapping. And uh-huh. I was really just a, a person that would beatbox before we would even get the mixtape CDs. Right. I just would hear beats and I would try and beatbox and they would rap while I would beatbox and then we would practice that way. And then one day we were sitting there and, uh, you know, I think I met, it might have been Ron P. He was like, yo, you should write some rhymes and, you know what I'm saying? We'll see how you sound. Mm. I went home, came back the next day, spit my little couple little rhymes and they was feeling it. It was like, yo, this is dope. And so what we would do is we would, uh, you know, again, we would record on like the karaoke machines. Right. Or, you know, cassette tapes. A karaoke, a karaoke machine is how I got started in radio. For real. Yeah, <laughs> I for swear real. to God. And back then I would, I would record like I would record 93.7. Like, Same I would, here. I would listen to Buster Rhymes back then was like one of my favorites. And anytime he would come on on the radio, I would go back and I would I would record it and then just go back and listen to it. You yes, know what I'm saying? Because it was always so slow. dope. Right. Yes. And then um, got a little older. And we would, this was like maybe a year after, I'm not going to say older, but you know, a little little after that, we would get on the computer and we would take, you remember the old school computer, uh, computer speakers? Yes. There would be two of them and then, you know, you would plug them into the back of the computer. So one of them, we would take it and we would plug it into the mic jack. The other one, we would plug into the speaker jack. Folks getting clever. And so we we would hold it like this, like almost like cup it and then wrap our lyrics over um, like instrumentals or whatever on music match, jukebox or whatever it was called back yeah. in the day. And then we would play it back. But it was one long take. So 
first person will rap, then you pass it. Next person rap, you pass it because we couldn't we couldn't do takes. You could edit, you could edit couldn't it with, edit the, with it, couldn't do takes. We would just, we would do it like that, and so we finally put together like a little. It was like a little tape or a couple little songs. Played it for uh for for Nam and and Fats and them and you know what I'm saying like yo we got we got you know what I'm saying we hot you right, know what I'm saying right. we got these songs and so they heard it and they was like man y'all really serious okay come to the studio and the studio was over on Herb I believe off of Delavan mm. and uh, we would go over there my man Nam he was the producer he was the engineer and uh, that was my first time being in the studio for real and like recording on a microphone and like learning learning my voice and really learning how to be yourself. an MC you know what I'm saying like. Right. They uh they actually had me do my first couple shows as well. We had the uh, the group called the Bucks. Um, it was me, um, Scoop obviously, um, my man Fat Sean, Ox Money, rest wow. in peace, and uh, my man Sticks, my man Sadiq. Um, and we put together like a little demo. Man, we and we was doing it like we was moving. You know wow. what I'm saying? I know this is a long-winded answer, but I'm just giving you the history. No, I'm taking it of how to like you know what I mean of how we did it or of how I did it and why why I started rapping and so. You know, we had did our first couple shows. We had a website, all that. Like, and oh, this y'all was, boys was this not was, playing. This was like two thousand and like two. So, so how y'all build your website? What y'all use? We didn't see. We didn't do it because we were we were part of the J Villains label oh. or Starving Records. I'm sorry, Starving Records. Starving Records. Okay. We were okay. part of Starving Records. So we were artists on the label. Wow. And like I said, we did our like demo. We had our first couple shows. Our, our first show was down here. Some or actually no, it was at um it was at the what you call it the Afro Dogs the shelter. Oh wow, over the club on Genesee, house, the dog the club, house. yeah, yeah. doghouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was actually the first. That was like the first time I heard of Benny. Mm. And Benny, they was like, yo, you gotta rap like like Benny because Benny is hot. And that was my first time, first couple times hearing Benny. I'm like, yo, Benny Fire. is crazy. Benny been, been crazy been since crazy. since then since I was like twelve or thirteen. Been crazy, you know what I mean? Yep. And so, um, man, from there, uh, a couple months down the road after we put out our little demo and we was, you know, doing shows, we went to Rochester, we did a show, we, you know what I mean? We around, I'm like 13. Yeah. And um, right after that, Nam, who was the producer and engineer, he mm-hmm. actually told us that his wife wanted to move to Atlanta and he was going to go. And so, again, like, when he moved, because he, he kind of up and moved, it was like a two-month thing. He up moved and took all of the music. I didn't have any of my music. Wow. So I had like no access to anything. And so, but I loved it so much. Just kept going. People in my neighborhood would call me Lil Banks because at the time G Unit was popping and yeah, I used to rap yeah. like Banks. I used to want to be just like him. And um, I just loved it so much and I just kept going. You know what I mean? But that's how I kind of got my start. And, you know, as I got older, I got progressively better and better. People right. kept hearing me in the neighborhood. And, you know, I would go places. People would just kind of recognize me. Oh, that's the kid that rap. You know what I mean? Right. And so with that, that's what always kind of kept me in it because I knew that I had talent. It mm-hmm. was like, you know, I was I was just so driven by it because my dad passed away when I was so young. Mm-hmm. And so I always wanted to use music as a way to take care of my mother. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. I was so young when it happened, but I didn't. I, it wasn't like I could go get a job. I wanted to help my mom. I had an older sister, but it was like, you know what I mean? What I was never I really, I was never really treated like the baby, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was always treated like, you know what I mean? Like almost not. I'm not gonna say like an older brother, but it was just kind of like you like next the, in line. You yeah, next in line, house. right? Yeah. Exactly. My dad. That was the last thing my dad said to me before he passed away when he was in a hospital bed, like mm. real stuff. Like, you know, I, I went to go see him when he was in Connecticut. He had a stroke and he had pneumonia at the time, and wow. he was on a ventilator. And uh, I went to go see him with my grandmother, my sister, and one of my uncles. And uh, we walked in there, and, you know, he was real weak. Obviously, couldn't really talk. And I got right next to him. He told me he loved me. So I love you, too. And he was like, yo, always take care of your mom and your sister. Wow. 
You know what I'm saying? You held it down. Yeah, and so that was like music was like my thing. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I never, I feel like I never really properly. I know we was just talking about it. Yeah. I never properly dealt with that situation. Right. So music was also like my way of kind it's of a dealing therapy. with that. It's exactly. a, it's therapy. Like radio exactly. for me has always been therapy. I run right to the station whenever I'm dealing with anything. Exactly. You know, so it's it's a form of not only you therapeutically being able to get it out, mm-hmm. but you know, it also nurtures you back into into a better place. For a fact. You know what I mean? Fact. As well. Yep. Which is huge. So, you know, even with having those beginnings, you know, fast forward to first class. Yep. You know, I I want to be a part of first class because I wanted a jacket. You know what I mean? <laughs> to this day, I still want a damn jacket. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? First class to the crane, plane class. You um, know. So it's just, you know, what made you guys come together, you know, to create such a way? Because they really... They, it, I felt like it was a heavy push behind you. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was really behind everybody, but it was just kind of like I was always the one that was so serious about it. Because I love how the team just moved. Like you guys yeah. were about whoever is in that. You guys really was like the locks of in that moment. <laughs> you was Jada Kiss in yeah. that moment. We gonna push you forward. Right, right, right. So now nah, it was like um when so you know I, I told you a story about uh you know now I'm moving and us kind of separating from um from Starving Records right. after that and me and scoop like that's still my brother but you know we kind of he kind of went his way and i kind of went my way because he moved Mm -hmm. off of andover so when he moved he started hanging around other people and then i kind of was getting into my like eighth grade high school bag so it was like i was getting new friends anyway and you know creating bonds yeah and um from there i i got real cool with with esco with billy esco because he was always around the corner and um he knew that i rapped i knew that he rapped or whatever and we would you know we would kick it he had a studio at his house you know what i mean right over right around the corner so you know i would go over there go kick it and then one day i was with um i was with my man len c at the what i was his name at the time he goes by fliggity now shout out to the homie (laughs) and um i was kicking it with him and he was like yo we gotta go down it's a biz cousin crib because they got a studio and we you know what i mean he was trying to get with them and and biz is esco by the way mm-hmm. he was trying to get shout with them to yeah shout out to esco so uh so we could you know just go kick it you know what i'm saying and go you know create and so we go and and at the time you know i wasn't in the streets but i was like around a lot of people that mm-hmm. was doing it yeah. and i lived uptown and so they lived all the way downtown like this is day in 31 and yeah. i stay off of bailey so when i heard that i was like uh, mm, i don't really I don't, know because you know uh, what i mean i don't think it's why i know what i hear so i'm <laughs> like i don't know you know what i mean like but whatever so we slide down there and everything ended up being cool and so that was how i met gi or camouflage monk yep and um you know, we had we had kicked it, you know, a few times and we got to doing records and you know, it was just it was organic how everything kinda came together. Mm-hmm. And then um me and Biz, we were trying to figure out like a name for us. Cause we didn't want to be a group, but we wanted to have like a name because we was all dope. Yeah. And um shout out to Grape Juice, uh the homie Kanye. He's uh he was down in North Carolina at the time. And this is Biz, like one of Biz Peoples. And um he, I guess him and Biz came up with it. Yo, first class. Yeah. And that was like kind of what we ran with. We got the logo done. And then from there, we just started doing shows like as first class and, you know, kind of promoting music and putting out music. And what really was the engine behind it was when me, Weeze, my, my best friend, shout out to Weeze, everything for Weeze, for Weeze, everything. Up. You know what I'm saying? When me, him, and my other best friend, Julian, when we moved out and we got our own apartment. All got, together, all, all together. y'all. Yeah, it was all three of us. Mayhem. It was mayhem. all three. Of, and then hold on. And then we got evicted two months after we got the apartment because oh our apartment God. was turned up. 
24-7. I believe it. And we lived on this quiet street. <laughs> this is why I said mayhem. <laughs> yeah. Mayhem. It was crazy. all y'all personalities. But, but what was really mayhem. the mayhem was when we moved, we got evicted, and then we moved into 85 Merrimack mm, over at Ocho. Got it. Ocho Cinco. So yes. that was really the vehicle that kind of pushed first class because we were having parties all the time. All the time. And it was teed. It was turned up. Everybody wanted to come and be a part of it. And so that was what really, it was like, Ocho and first class. Ocho was like the the gang of brothers, yes, the movement. Yes. First class was like the artists. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you couldn't you couldn't you do separate, one without the other. Yeah, yeah you, you couldn't separate, separate it. Them. Yeah, yeah. So that was like what really pushed the movement. And then we had OJ who was throwing all the parties. Always. You know what I'm Shout saying? He's the biggest party promoter in the city. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, you know, it was it was all kind of like uh Everything kind of came together at all at the same time and kind of at a good time because it, it just kind of pushed us as far as the local scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you guys were heavy on the local scene, you know, as someone who would definitely get the music. We were doing the unsigned hype show, even me featuring folks on the mix show. They were there were a group of folks that was always consistent, mm-hmm. you know, always showing up always doing something you guys were also that group that was yeah. you know i could count on it always happening somewhere for sure. you're gonna see these black and white tees <laughs> you know what i mean you're for gonna sure. see this plane mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're gonna see everybody on the stage knowing the words and moving around for and sure. i think that collective and the genuineness when it comes to you guys really being rooted in the family is is really what made it a thing where you guys had like a cult like following yeah right and still do to this day right you know so this is why when we could put you on a bill you got a whole gang of folks pulling up yeah because sure. you have been rooted in such a way and connecting and i think that was really important um with that so Building through that, you know, I had a chance to connect with you even when you were working for the sneaker company. Yeah, yeah. And which was dope because you were able to to marry the two of mm-hmm. what you do and your passions mm-hmm. with kicks. Because I remember you put me on some phone posits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you always bring them up. I always up. bring it up. Because <laughs> I swear to God, yo, skis on my mama. I was like, what are those? Yeah. And you put me on, and when you told me how much you can resell those for, I said, I'm in the wrong business. It's crazy because, at, like, I was just talking to OJ about this last night because, you know, I was thinking about what I'm going to wear for the show on Sunday. Shout yeah. out to uh, the Bo, Bo, Bo Festival. Flow. I mean, festival, music and arts festival, I should say. You know, I was talking about it. I was like, yo, I should get some foams because, you know, I'm trying to put this outfit together. You know, people don't even wear foam posits They anymore. don't. I don't see them. You don't see them no more. But you could bring them back. But at that time, you can oh, resell everywhere. five, six, seven hundred. It was wild. Yeah. I mean, like, for me, I remember trying to buy some just because you made it a big thing. Yeah. And I put them things on my feet. I said, girl, you look like clown feet. <laughs> Take them It's because they're so bulky, but it's, it's all in the way that you rock it, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Nah, I wasn't rocking. I you weren't rocking it? It, it, wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna be. It wasn't going to be good for me. I got you. So what made you, you know, decide? Because, like, even with, you know, one of your songs, Swayed Uppers, you know, we yeah. get into that. Um, and even throughout that whole song, you're making reference through kicks. Yeah. And I think people don't even understand that. I I really sat and dissected that song one day mm. i was like yo this man was clever mm. and people if people don't know your background and your affiliation and your your love for kicks right you know they would have no idea right so you know what was it like being able to have a nine to five mm. you know what i mean still trying to pursue the goal and dream of music mm. um and marrying the two because at some point i think they kind of gave you that free flow to do so 
Yeah, I mean, I think um, it just, it was natural. You know what I mean? I've always really loved sneakers because when I was growing up, I was that kid that didn't get, I'm talking about, I used to wear Spaldings and Airwalks. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. We I wasn't, moments. like, I didn't even get Nikes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I would always see, especially my man Scoop I was telling you about earlier. His mom always made sure him and his two brothers always had every Jordan that came out. Mm. Any And this is when you would line up for Nike 1s when they would come out. I, I remember Any Nike days. 1 that would come out, they would have it. Jordan would have it. It didn't matter what it was. And here I am. I'm, I'm rocking Old Navy and, and my Spaldings. Making it it's, look good. Though. Yeah, you know, just trying to do what I do. And, you know, they would never make fun of me for it. But I would always just, like, look like, dang, like, Joints is fresh And so I always told myself Yo once I get enough money And I start hustling And all that You know what I'm saying Like yeah. whatever I gotta do I gotta get my little money up Cutting grass Or cleaning the basement Cleaning the garage I'm getting them Jordans right. I need them Jordans I need them Nike ones Man I need them joints And so When I was able When I got like To be like 17, 18 And I got the chance To go and work at Finish Line Cause that was the first Sneaker spot I worked at mm-hmm. I was I was so ecstatic. I think that day I might have came in a full three piece suit, <laughs> ready for that interview. And I got yeah. in there, and I was just you know what I'm saying I was just a regular sales associate, but I was so ready for it because I love sneakers mm-hmm. so much. Before that, I worked at Burger King. I worked mm-hmm. at Burger King for a whole year. Wow! And um, I would get my little checks and go get your and kicks. go and go get my kicks. But I'm like, man, if I can get in the finish line, I can get the discount. Yep. And I get the kicks. First dip. You know what I'm saying? And I worked at the Eastern Hills Mall not knowing that that store didn't, didn't even, even get, get, they yo, didn't even get nothing. Oh my God, they got nothing. But I was so ready for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, then I transitioned over into Villa or DTLI yep, and DTLI. I was there, you know, forever. I was, was there for a very long time. You was. And, um, you know, just again, just being around sneakers for, you know, almost what? I think 13 years mm-hmm. seeing and then seeing how the the resale game and how people you know people that i used to know that used to just wear chucks and would wear hollister and wear open toe yep. thong flip-flops all of a sudden now they're they're sneakerheads. sneakerheads you know what i mean as as things changed it's just really crazy to kind of watch and as i was watching it i was like yo and then you know i'm looking at obviously like you know you got the wale's that that put put it in the bars yep. and you know there's a few other people that put it in the songs but you know i was always super like yo i can take the names of these shoes i can take the colorways i can take everything that surrounds the, history, the culture everything. the history and really base my part of my image and part of what it is that i talk about into that as opposed to me talking about you know how i sold work or how i was shooting yeah. guns or how i beat people up or whatever i can make that my thing yeah because it is your thing because you it's my, it. because it's my thing anyway it is you know what i'm saying so why and that and that was how i kind of as i as i you know kind of grew as an artist and as a lyricist that was kind of how i said yo i just got to stay true to me and you did and that's you know what, what I, I appreciate that you know even when i was at new era i remember you tapping in and we were doing the snapbacks and raps and we yeah. gonna bring that back yep. um For and sure. so you know cultivating and curating your own events surrounded by your music like you weren't waiting for no one to give you an opportunity you were constantly creating an opportunity and making sure your buzz was was there you know and i I think that's something that artists are missing out on at the present moment you know right. what i'm saying um creating and curating that opportunity so that there's a buzz for you mm-hmm. you know and you created that space you know like i said you were doing cyphers at villa mm-hmm. you know dtlr um and then we came to um uh new era and you were doing doing the snapbacks and we did that a couple times yeah 
you know what I'm saying? And you were creating that creating that space for other artists right. and other creatives to right. come in. Why did you think that was something that you needed to do? And why was that experience? You well, know, that ne- that's necessary. I'm glad you asked me that because I really want people to hear this. So when I was thinking of the different things that I wanted to do, like here in the town, like, you know, because I, I went through the, the process of, okay, because Twitter was big at the time, right? Mm-hmm. On Twitter, Facebook. I went through the process of, okay, I'm going to make a mixtape and it's going to be fire and then I'm going to just put it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put, and then I'm going to post the links on Facebook and I'm going to post the links on Twitter and I'm going to post the links on Instagram and then people going to hear it and then I'm going to blow up. Right. Cause that's the mindset, right? That's, that's the mindset, and that's the mindset. Because anybody that blows up, you don't ever really see what it was that, that they had to up. do. Yeah. yeah, you don't ever see that. So it's just it's it's almost like one day you just hear their music, and then they on the radio, and then next thing you know, they at the Grammys. Yep, and that's not it. That's not how it happens. No. And so the thing that I told myself, and I think it was around like 2010, 11, 2010, 11, I told myself anything that I do that's attached to a mixtape that I put out or it may just be a single or it may just be something I'm trying to do. It has to be like I will, I will always use my peers as an example. Yeah. You know, obviously we can do we can do a show, but I would use them and say, OK, you just did this. You just did this. Let me do something different. That's going to make me stand out. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. Like with the snapbacks and raps thing, I think I was at work that day. I was I was trying to figure it out. Like, yo, I want to do something. And I was like, man, what if I had something at, at New Era? Mm-hmm. Like, how crazy would that be? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and my man was like, yo, I don't even think they do stuff like that. I'm like, man, I'm about to check and see. You sure did. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, why not? Yep. You know why, what I'm saying? Why not go why, for why, it? why wouldn't you do that? Why, why, why not? And so, um, you know, that was always my mindset. Like, yo, I got to do something that's different. And then with, you know, creating a light for, for other artists, like whether it be a cypher or whether it be, you know, you may I may have somebody else come out and perform. It's important, I think, because we don't do enough of that, especially mm-hmm. here in Buffalo, because, you know, for the longest time, shout out to Griselda, there was no blueprint on how to do it, no on, how to, on how to get into the game and like, you know, thrive in the game. There was no blueprint. And so everybody just wanted to be the biggest person here. I say it was a blueprint. We just didn't have the evidence of the blueprint being utilized okay, from the I'll city of Buffalo. Yeah, you know what I'll I mean? Because we could watch all these other artists and right, how they've done right. it. Right. But it was never a thing of because seeing is believing. Yeah. Right. And so to see see someone make it out of buffalo yeah now you're like oh oh it's possible right yeah, right you know it, I mean? it even possible. did that for me yeah that, it that does was even for it, me it puts a battery in your bag it does so it definitely so i it appreciate does. that you know but yeah so you know and again it's like we we at the time i felt like we weren't doing enough of that it was a lot of oh i'm better than this person mm-hmm. and if somebody yeah and if somebody say oh no nah, they, they ain't better than me people was getting mad they would legitimately get mad there were so many people who you know at the time if they was making music oh skis is this oh no nah, skis man he can't really rap that it was all it was a lot of that like as though there's not more <laughs> than one type of rapper right that, exactly. that blows me still exactly. to this day people do this exactly <laughs> it blows so me. You know, again, I just wanted to create that lane for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like everybody got skills, and then yeah. too, you know, the competitive me. I'm like, yo, yeah, y'all come out to the cipher. I'm a body y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yo, y'all can y'all can go ahead and get y'all bars off too. But man, I'm trying to show that I'm the best. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so that was part of my thing too. I, I wanted to prove that I was the illest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, all oh, y'all can rap, y'all good. 
But yo, I'm about to prove to y'all I'm the illest and I'm gonna do it at my event. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it was part part of that. And then it was also just part like, yo, like, you know, I wanted to create like a good time for people. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, Buffalo always been it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. And so, you know, I wanted to Daniel don't want to do, do something. Yeah, just do something <laughs> different. Right. You don't even want to do events. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to do something different that people could like, you know what I mean? Like type appreciate. You yeah. Know I mean? And and I to this day, you know, I, I still have these old photos and I just be like that was something that was dopely curated. I'm happy that you tapped me up. It's like, yo, Adrian, could we put this off? I was like, <laughs> let's make something shake. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm back there talking to these people like, hey, um, can we do this? Well, who is this person? And they mm-hmm. get to Googling. And I remember one time I was like, yo, that's not him. That's it. it was some craziness on, a, on, I think it was on like remember Google. That. You remember that? Yeah, I remember and that. They I can't remember to, what it was. I don't know what it was. I was like, that is not him. That's yeah. the person over here. That's not him. And I think yeah. that also is a testament that people have to be conscious of how they show up with their brand right you know who they attach themselves to that's a fact. because some brands are very conscious about who they're connecting to right you know who's utilizing their facility and i think in that moment me being at new era during that time i learned a lot about marketing um and product placement and collaborations and how we really have a power that we really need to learn how to own and hone um and so i was happy we was able to make it happen and so um we we, we gotta uh, put our heads back together so we could bring this on back for sure um and, and do it real big because uh, sure. they got other other things happening so we can talk about that off for the line. sure but you know with that you know it was a time with you building your music going hard curating you know constantly seeing you on soul show you know seeing you at these events and then you went radio silent yeah you stepped away yeah and i remember you had to move you know with the company you was really dedicated yeah and when you move with the company and i know sometimes when you move into a new new field you still try to chase your dream of music and then also trying to hold it down when it comes to your actual family and business and making sure you got money so you could eat or the regular keep a roof over your head that becomes a lot right and then you're going into a whole other city because you was in what syracuse yeah i was out in syracuse yeah yep. it wasn't too far but yeah. still it's foreign to you and Syracuse really ain't got no type of scene at all like you got Syracuse University that's it right um and so when you stepped away for a moment what was that like for you um to utilize that time and how did it help you in a sense because sometimes you need to say lie you need to pause Mm, that's a that's a big fact so what because I, I, I can kind of explain it so i was going so hard with music and everything for so long i put out my street album in search of symmetry and it just didn't do what i thought it was gonna do and then you know i was just trying to make the strides and i got frustrated and so that was why i really moved because i was feeling like after you know a solid <laughs> what four or five years of really you know being dedicated to music and really going hard i hadn't really made the strides that i thought i was gonna make and so i was like you know what I'm I'm getting ready to be I think 25, 26 at a time. Mm-hmm. I need to just fall back from this a little bit because I can't really give it one thousand percent. Probably like I need to because I was too scared. You know what I mean? Because you jumping into, you know, just being a, a full time artist and you don't really you just don't really know like okay how am i gonna pay my bills how am i gonna make sure i'm making money like again it was it was tough because there wasn't really like a real blueprint. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I just wasn't. I was always too. I was never sure enough of, you know, the artist that I was at the time to say, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm confident enough to say, if this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. And so I said, you know what, I'm already working here. You know, I'm, I'm going to just stay on this career path because I saw myself, you know, climbing up the ladder. Right. And I'll still do music on the side, but 
it wasn't your priority yeah it wasn't a priority and so then i fell into like almost like kind of like a depression you know what i'm saying because because you ain't doing what the hell you love right and so it was like man like i miss it so much but then i was having to work and i was i was it was like that syracuse was a project for me Mm -hmm. because I ain't gonna lie, Syracuse gave me probably the worst two year, two and a half years of my life mm. in a lot of different ways. Like so much happened. My grandmother died at mm-hmm. the time. So much good, so many good things happened, but so many bad things happened. I didn't meet like one person that was trustworthy out there. And I, I met, you know, uh, a city's worth of people. Of course you did. You know what I'm saying? It's only but so big. Right. And it's, it's, I'm not talking down on Syracuse. You know, shout out to Syracuse. I got a lot of people who listen to me out there. But you know what? My experience there just wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but man, like, you know, I, I fell into almost like it was like a depression. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I, I couldn't do what I loved, like you said. And man, it was just, it was it was crazy. It was a crazy time. But then, I, you know, I had my daughter. Yep. And, you shout know, out shout out to Nas. Of course, that's my, that's my heart right there. And, uh, you know, I was living out there still at that time. And, you know, again, it was like, it was almost You're like. You're trying a, to do what a dad is supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. It was that. But I was learning about myself. You yeah. know, I, I had never had a baby before or a family. Right. I went from taking care of one person to three people. My, yeah. You know, my daughter's mother, shout out to Kita, DJ Yama. You know, she, at the time, Yama. she wasn't uh, she wasn't working. She was right. in school. And so, you know, I was... Holding it down. Holding it down. I'm working two jobs. I'm working an overnight job, 30-something hours a week. And I'm working my full-time job, which is up to maybe 65 hours a week. Yep. And I'm getting salary there. So, you know, I'm killing myself. My car, my transmission went. I had just bought Kita a car. So we had one car. Mm. We had a brand new baby. And we didn't have no support system on none so and who's so, watching the baby when you guys got to be at and work, that's what i'm saying this is lie. why i had to get an overnight job just to pay for daycare i'm taking ubers from my job with a car seat to go pick up the baby mm. taking an uber back home while she at school from 12 to 10 at night yeah you know what i'm saying and then i'm as soon as she get home then i'm going to my overnight right so in between all this i'm i'm at my overnight job stocking shelves and ringing people out at a gas station in the in syracuse Writing raps on my phone, mm, still you know what I'm saying? It. Yeah, still, still just keeping it. just upset that I'm not able to go into the studio and go do my thing. You yes. know what I mean? And so you know things kind of aligned up, and I was able to kind of get back to Buffalo. And when I got back to Buffalo, I told myself I was like, "Yo, like when you got back to Buffalo, yeah. it was a all hell. I'm breaking loose, pedal <laughs> to the metal, gas only. Yeah, that's what I felt. I felt mm-hmm. like you came out the Woolworths like." Bang! Yeah, like you really just hit the ground running. Yeah, I was like super motivated because and it was just all music, all yeah. art, nothing else. Yep, that was it. It was like I took a, I took a few months to get my feet back under myself because mm-hmm. you know I moved back and I, I when I moved back home I moved back with my mom for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, having to help with family and you know like I said my grandmother had just passed so you know it was a lot. It was just a lot going on. But you know I, I took a little bit to get my feet back under myself so I could really start hitting the ground and running and moving. And uh, once I did that, it was like, I just never kind of looked back. Because by that time, you know, in the middle of me living in Syracuse, getting ready to leave, actually, I started, like, my little brand, you know, the hand-painted art. Yeah, we ain't going to say little brand. We yeah, gonna, you started yeah, your brand. You know, my little, my started, little, at the time, it was a, it was a little It was, it was, a little it was blooming. Yeah, it was yeah, blooming. It was I, blooming. I was just getting my, my ideas together and all that, you know. And um, so I had that going. Um, and shout out to Billy Esco, too, my man. He, uh, he kept me motivated. Because when I was living in Syracuse, like yeah, he kept me motivated. Like he would send me pictures all the time, videos. He would Facetime, yo, you got to get back to Buffalo, bro, and, and get back on your music. Because yo, it's crazy out here. Because they was doing like you know the anti venue shows yep. and, and let me doing tell all you that how different I, stuff. I'd been new Billy Esco, right? But how I he 
got a whole bunch of respect from me yeah. was when um, I was going out to the BET Awards in Atlanta and it was like crazy cash to catch a plane out of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So I drove to Ohio mm-hmm. to go to it, right? So I get to Ohio and I think I took Spirit at the time. Again, we out here just chasing our dreams. <laughs> yeah. It means necessary, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And this is my first BET Awards. I'm covering the carpet. Excited. Don't know what to expect. I get to... Um, I get to the Ohio, uh, the, the the airport. I get to Spirit, and I see Billy Esco out here in his jumpsuit, his mm-hmm. whole, you know what I mean, with a whole team of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, what's up? He's like, it's good. He's telling me they're going out there for the music conference. And he doesn't even know, like, ever since then, I became a solid fan. And I know, like, whatever he needs, I'm going to do whatever I can. Because I appreciate people who make sacrifices for their dreams. Yeah. And I can see it. Right. You know what I mean? And then when he got out there, I remember the BET Awards. It was, like, right around the corner from where he was doing the um, the the music conference. Because I'm just like, where are these black people walking to? And I remember following this group of black people mm-hmm. into where the music conference was. And I was like, oh, this is where he was talking about. Yeah. And so ever since then, I was just like, yo, people don't take those, those trips like they should. They don't invest in themselves like they should and right. i was out there working right. but he went out there so that he could create work you know right. what i mean find things to do um yep. and so ever since then i just had a different level of respect for your man so, i for mean it sure. makes sense birds of a feather flock together yeah for sure <laughs> for sure and again like he was the one that kind of inspired me because he was leaving so much and I, w- I would always think like yo why he don't ever tell me when he going places and all that and you know what i mean it was it was i think more so to inspire not that he was doing that to inspire me but right. he was just doing what he was doing but it was inspiring me because i'm like man if he can do it i can do it yeah you know what i'm saying i gotta i gotta just make it happen for myself you know what i mean that's and, it and i think that kind of manifested itself last year in in a, a lot of different ways just watching the way that he was moving right but, you know and we'll, we'll talk about that obviously but you know that was that was big for me just watching him and how he was moving and so just being able to have people in your atmosphere, and I think that is important. People fail to realize that whoever you keep in your circle is also a product of you. And they can either break you down or build you up. And having people around you like that really played an intricate part. And so when you got back to Buffalo, like you said, got your feet under you, I mean, you were just pumping out music. You were pumping out um, art. You know, you got in your art bag. And then even when it came to clothing and, you know, I wasn't surprised with the clothing piece mm-hmm. because you, you're you swagging in general. And of course, you got to be able to do it when you got some kicks. Right. For sure, for sure. So I was happy to see you break out with your brand is um, black, not brown, brown, not black, brown, not black, yeah, brown, not black live your creed. Brown, yeah. Live your creed. Yep. And and I love the concept and everything that you were doing behind it. Yeah. And this uh, the originality and the original pieces, mm-hmm. is, you know, one of one, honestly. And so when you hit the ground running, you were doing shows after shows your own art galleries heck y'all did a whole gallery inside of a goddamn going u-haul truck yep. you know it's a pretty yep. big deal mm-hmm. um and then you started dropping music and you came out with the the freaking no no congratulations no congratulations on asphalt calligraphy yo asphalt calligraphy and that no congratulations did something to me it just really spoke to you saying like, yo, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, don't congratulate me yet. Yeah. What made you create that song? Uh, all the songs on the joint was fire, but yeah. it was something about no congratulations yeah. that just, it it resonated with me with where I am. Like, it's, cause I'm not yeah. where I want to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. don't congratulate don't me congratulate yet. Don't congratulate me yet. That's yeah. a fact. It's, it's crazy because, so I was going through my phone. My phone, uh, I'm at like, 
I think I got like 64 mega or gigabytes yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm at like 63 right now, so my phone was moving slow. And so I was going through my notes, and I was, you know, obviously deleting mad stuff. You know, yeah. I got so many raps and so many beats and stuff in here. And I was going through it, and um, I got to uh, no congratulations when I when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. So when I wrote that joint, I still was actually working. Mm. Um, I was still working for for DTLR. Wow. And I was on a work trip. And uh, this was in October uh, 2018 or yeah 2018, and um, my project Subjective Humility because that was the one that was, it was on. It wasn't Asphalt Calligraphy. It was Subjective Humility. Um, no congratulations. That's the intro to Subjective Humility. And when Kenny sent me the beat, Mitch Arizona. Shout out to Mitch Arizona. Shout out to Mitch. The project was already done. I had nine songs, and it was it was just it was good money. You know what I'm saying? I right. was I was happy with the project. I loved it. And then he sends me the beat. I'm on a work trip. And I was in my hotel room at the time. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And I was like, the one thing that I wanted on this project was kind of like a song. When I when I do certain songs, a lot of the time, no, nah, not certain, not certain songs, but a lot of the time I'm I'm looking for like a concept or a theme, something to talk about, something to talk around. Yes. And sometimes instead of talking about or around something, sometimes I just like to structure songs a certain way. And so the way I did it, I don't want to congratulate. I wanted I wanted people to just I wanted to drive that point home. Yes. You know what I'm saying? No you, congratulations. You drove it home. Don't you know don't, what I'm saying? Don't congratulate me, dog. <laughs> yeah. And that was what I wanted to I was like, yo, it'd be dope if I did a song like, you know, just just reiterating that point Whatever yep. it is I don't know what it is And I was just I was listening to the beat And I'm like No congratulations You know what I'm saying I yep. got to writing it And man You know And when I wrote it Sometimes again When I write It's almost like A stream of consciousness Like it just comes right out It just flows You know what I'm saying I'll write a verse in 15 minutes Or I'll write a verse in 3 hours One or the other And this was one That just flowed right out Like from the top to bottom and, uh, you know, it was just me really just saying, like, you know, I've been working hard towards this goal for so long and so many people have been watching me do it, you know, and they, you know, it's like people want to congratulate you for for the accomplishments. They don't mm-hmm. congratulate you for the work you put in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you could be putting in work, which I was for years, for years, for years. And I still at that point, I still wasn't even anywhere near where I'm at today. But I, it was almost like me kind of telling myself, like. Yo, you still not there yet. Mm-hmm. So even with the things that you do at this point, like people may congratulate you for this, like it's not really warranted yet. Don't don't want that. Don't have that want for that just yet because right. it's still so much more that you can do. Right. And that at the time, that was who I was because I wasn't living in the present a lot of the time because I was always looking forward to yep. the future. Same you know what here, I mean? So here. the the J skis then I don't even I don't necessarily agree with the J skis, you know what I'm saying, from that that point in time when i made no congratulations because i've learned in the last few months to just really li- live more in the present because you have to appreciate what you what you have accomplished you yes. know what i'm saying but it was also like you know i still didn't really want it because it was so much more to achieve yes there's there's an artist who said you know i'm trying to i'm starting to be humble and still grind and, and hustle i forgot what party said but it's one of my favorite verses on his joint yeah um and it, and it just speaks to like that balance yeah of of wanting more but being um content with where right. you are you know what i mean that's right. a hard 
hard place to live in. It is because the constant reminding yourself, like okay, like you said, being present. And yeah. I know I, I'm I'm always like, God dang it, this ain't enough. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, did you even realize what you're already doing or have accomplished? That's true. And I'm never in that present. And right. I just recently had to train my brain. Yeah, you have to. You have to because you have to appreciate the things that you have yeah. done. People always ask me like, Yo, how did you? Yo, you was just in a room with with uh, with Fab and Jim Jones and Wiz Khalifa and Swiss Beats and and this person that person Makami, all in one picture. Like, what did you do to celebrate that? And I'm like, Bro, I went to the studio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, Yo, you didn't go to the club. You ain't yet. Nah, bro, I went to the studio. But again, you know, you have to celebrate those things, but. They're small wins mm-hmm. on the, on in the, in the on the grand scale. It's small wins, you know what I'm saying? Yep. You should celebrate your small wins, but when you have a goal, which is what I have, when I get to my goal, that's when I'm gonna do the real celebration. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm Putting my that. first album out, my first real album. I'm with that. That's when I'll celebrate. You know what I'm saying? When I win that, when I win that first Grammy, because it's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. It's so when I come. get that first Grammy, that's when I'll celebrate. You and know I what need saying? the first interview after that Grammy. Come on, let's get it. You already okay. know. I'm right I here. I play with y'all. I'm with everybody. <laughs> you already you know. know. And, and as we talk about, you know, moving to the present moment, let's talk about um, suede uppers. For sure. Yo, when you drop suede uppers, I probably played that track back. Um, back to back to back mm-hmm. because you got in that bag of your sneaker fetish, right? right? And for those who know you, probably listen to that song with like a grin because mm-hmm. you was flowing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for those who don't are not familiar with kicks, have no idea what these this this correlation is right. these assemblies like all this you know all that english language stuff that yeah. that, that that these double entendres that you got <laughs> up in here yeah. and i was just sitting here like do they hear this though that's how i've been feeling for a very long time <laughs> like literally because i'm such a big fan of of words like english mm-hmm. like diction the English language you know yes. what I mean? and I've always been like that before I even rapped when I was six seven years old I used to write short stories wow you know what I'm saying you gonna it, put out a book one day yeah okay. no for real I'm, yo listen anything to get to that back listen you know what I'm saying but uh, that was my thing so I've always been like real big on like diction and words and putting putting words together and Lloyd Banks like I, I think I said earlier like they used to call me Little Banks right Lloyd Banks always had that crazy diction, and so when I when I used to listen to his music and I and Jay Z too, and you know you would hear the double entendres and the similes. When I when I figured out that you could do that mm-hmm. in in music, yep, uh, it was over. That and that was what always fueled me to just get better because they were always so good. So I'm looking at them as my peers. I'm not looking at the people that I'm battling and no. you know we doing ciphers. I'm not looking at them as my competition. I'm looking at the greats as my competition you know what i'm saying so i'm trying to be better than them so that was what always like kind of sharpened my blade and got my pen nicer and nicer because i'm listening to them like okay i gotta be better than these dudes. yes you know what That's i'm saying it. i think people really don't understand a global perspective right. when they try to stick to a local like no it's not a local perspective i have i have a global perspective yep. because this ain't the competition right you know what i mean and that's like something that when i used to play basketball my coach used to drill in us like don't get amped up because you beat this school right you got aau and we about to go to ohio mm-hmm. dim some big broads yeah can you outrun that's them your, that's your competition you know, that's your competition right. you know and so but even when we staying in suede uppers okay because i yep. had to go to my boss. <laughs> 
<laughs> when I dissect this goddamn on song. For sure. My man said I'm maintaining my proper form just like I drain jumpers. Like all of it was like, do y'all hear like the proper form to hit a jumper? Like, do you yeah. understand you gotta have a follow through and a form for a J? Right. Like right. this is this is where you were with it. Yeah, this is where I'm at. Like, again, it's like I wanna whenever I write bars, whenever I'm writing a song. I want to bring something new to the table every time. Like, you know how rappers, they rhyme bottles and models. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. We've heard that rhyme 500,000 Five, times. Yes. I want to bring something new to the table every single time. Something fresh. Something that you never heard before. Yeah. Let me tell you, when you hit me with the... When you said... Hey, um, you know, ends hate you from the age of little leagues of skate, skate covers. covers. I said, yo, yeah. I used to be cheerleading out there, and the boys used to come fresh with the skate, with covers, the skate covers every but they, day. But listen, at that age, they hating on you though. Yes, because you got the fresh skate covers. You got your different colors. Or it may just be just that you just nice. nice. Yup, that's it. You know what I'm and saying? And we cheering all the time, saying the names, the numbers, the jersey yeah. numbers. And I mean, I was so into it. And this one took the cake for me. And yep. I was like this. Yo, <laughs> do they get it? Do the people hear it? When you said Rock Air 1s and 327s, that's checks and balances. I yeah. said, come on. Do the people even know? That's checks and balances. And that's, and that's law. No governmental branches-ish. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? And shout out to West Side Gun. Because that was another reason why I even said that. Because 327, you know, that's one of his biggest records yes. with my man Billy Esco, yes. Tyler the Creator, Joey Badass. Yo. You know what I'm saying? I said, do the people even know what he's saying? They don't They don't hear do me. Do they even under... The man just gave you all types of breakdowns <laughs> in this joint. I was so taken aback. Like, I really was breaking this down. Like, can we talk about this is like classic New Balance sneakers? <laughs> do y'all know this? I, I know this. I'm not... I was never a sneakerhead, but I would adapt to what my friends did because I had big I had big feet. Yeah. So, my, my friends was little feet, so they could get all the Jordans they want. Mm-hmm. I was just getting the uh, the Nike ones yep. that had the same colorway. Yep. So, while they was in line for the for the Jordans, yep. I was in line for the... It uh, was a little cheaper, but the they were still wrong. I was getting two pair for yep. the price of what? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I also always stepped outside of the realm of tapped into like other sneakers like the New Balances, yeah. the K-Swiss, yep. or at the time it was like Perry Ellis. I remember having yeah, a pair of Perry Ellis sneakers. Yes, yeah, Sacconi, yeah, Sacconi. Yep, yep. They, <laughs> so they was big. They was. So mm-hmm. when you said the New Balances, I was like, I know that because yeah. I used to rock this. Yep. Um, and, and for me, I was just like, yo, Jay Skies is a special kind of a person. Like you really took that suede uppers and went to a whole different room with that. And I really was just over here on the radio, like, do they hear this? <laughs> do they hear what he's saying? Thank you. Uh, but I'm sure somebody did hear it because you got signed to Drumwork Music. For sure. You know, Drumwork Music Group, shout out to Conway, 2020 Drum is the year. And it is clear and evident that all the sacrifices, although Syracuse may have been a very rough two years for you, it was years that really created you to catapult you into the year where you just went pedal to the metal, you know, all gas, no brakes. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just like, nah, I ain't about to repeat that. And I think oftentimes the negative can be the positive. And it's just like sometimes you need the, the need the need that negative to create the positive. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And so you're here. You done signed with Drumwork Music Group. Okay, Conway the Machine. How did that go? The big homie like tap you on the shoulder like, yo, my G, <laughs> I need you on a squad. You know what I mean? And when it was both you and love, because like I'm a person, being on the radio, you get so much music. So many people come through. <sighs> 
Ah, <laughs> let me not speak to my biases, but I'm very passionate about people's passions. Yeah. And when you get a chance to watch people matriculate through, you have a different type of excitement and love when they make it to a particular place you know they've been wanting to be at. So I was over here celebrating, saying congratulations. <laughs> like, God dang it, skis, you're going to take this congratulations whether mm-hmm. you want it or not because this is a moment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure, so sure. what was that like when you got tapped on the shoulder to say, y'all, I want you to come over here and roll with us? Man, it w- it came at the illest, illest moment of my life. If I can, if I can go into slight details, so yeah. again, we've talked about it a few times. Um, I was working at the sneaker spot forever, yep. and you so know, was. due to COVID nineteen, um, I got furloughed mm-hmm. from work, and so you know, I was gone for a couple months. Went back, and when I went back, um, it was just a lot of things that were off about yeah. the job, and you know, changes were made. Some changes, changes. were made, and some changes weren't made. Right, yeah. right, and. Um, and behind some of the things that happened, I ended up making the decision after, you know, talking to God and talking to the universe, praying about it, thinking about it, worrying about it. I ended up resigning from my position and I didn't have anything else lined up. Mm-hmm. I resigned on a Friday. So the next day. <laughs> Come on, Smoke. Come on. Craig, you're Friday. The Friday is significant because, I, okay, I resigned on a Friday. Saturday. I sat there and, you know, I was like, man, I just got to go hire with Brown Out Black, Live Your Creed for the, yeah, for the time yeah, yeah. being and, you know, pray that something come through with this with this music. You know what I mean? And the next day is when Kawi hit me up. So he hit me up on a Sunday and wow. said, you know, I'm, I'm starting up this label, bro. Like, what's up? And you took a faith. You took that leap of faith and see what happens when you take the steps and the stairs appear. It was it was. Yo, AJ, I ain't gonna hold you. It was so crazy how it happened because. When I was saying earlier, I got so frustrated with music and, and, you know, things not going the way that I always saw them going. I kind of I just really lost faith in it. But I was also like, yo, I'm also not really giving it one hundred and fifty percent. But I was again, like I said earlier, I was so scared to do that because it was like I had gotten to I got comfortable. I yep. was comfortable. I was yeah. that's you're the getting money. That's the best way you're to put paying it. your bills. I had a car. Yeah. I had my crib. I was you your know, kid what I mean? is good. Kid is good. Family good. I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. And comfortable. Could it, be the I got a line. A I got a line where I said it's on, uh, on one of Billy Esco's songs. It's on Mike at the Eiffel. I said God's wisdom be hidden inside of cliches. Mm. So the most cliche things that you hear all the time, they kind of lose value because you hear them all you the hear time. them so much and so i would always hear that you know you can't get comfortable and yeah. i never thought i was comfortable until i got in this position where i had to make that decision and i had to say you know what i don't want to but i gotta get uncomfortable yeah and as soon as i got uncomfortable on, that's preacher. when god blessed me with, yeah like with this opportunity intentionally put but, yourself in uncomfortability right but then so this was in june of last year this is when conway tells me oh yeah i'm starting up drum work you know I think you you the hottest in the city, man. I'm I really want to push you. Like, what's good? I'm like, bro. Cause when he hit me up, I'm like, I'm thinking he wanted to do a song. He's like, right. nah, I'm I'm trying to I'm like, bro, you don't what understand. You I just quit my job, bro. Like, wow. let's get it. Like, I'm I'm ready to go full throttle. I didn't hear back again from Conway until the end of September. Wow. So here I am in June. Like, man, I I'm about to be with Conway, yo. Right, right. He's one of the, he one of he's one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, Conway is a fan. You know what I'm saying? Top five. Yes, hands down. I'm about to be on with Conway, man. I'm about to be on. And then <laughs> weeks go by, 
months go by, my boys is hitting me. Yo, what's up with? What's poppin'? You still like, man? I'm like, yo, if if it happened, it happened. If it don't, I'm about to just turn up with this art and with as, this music. As you did, you know what I mean. And that was when, you know, I, I ended up getting a phone call. Yo, come come through to New York, Conway. Yo, we down here. I got a phone call from his assistant. Shout out to Chad. He hit me up. Yo, we out here in New York. Conway wants you to come down if you can get here. And this is in the middle of October. Because, mm. you know, I was I was sliding. We was recording music, you know, for a couple weeks. Right. And so I hit Love. Love the Genius. Shout out to Love the Genius. Shout out to Love. Hit her. Yo, did you get that text? Yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. Yo, we out. And so <laughs> how we getting here, man? We about to just jump in my truck. We about to we just out down here. All right, boom. Slide down there. We get the address. And so we thought we were going to be there for a day or two. The address that we get is a crazy studio. I've never seen a studio like this. Obviously, this is up here is nice. Yeah, yeah. It ain't no comparison. It's no like this is a studio. This is a, a I've been million studios, dollar studio. I've been in some studios in New York City. It's like studios after studios. Yeah, it's, it's mad. Rooms. This one is up in Manhattan. It's, I'm talking about in the city. I think I might have been in there before. Yeah, cutting room. That's yep, what it's that's called. That's it. I'm talking about Cardi B plaques, Shrek plaques, everywhere. Most deaf, black on both sides. It's classics in there. Yeah, have been recorded there. We pull up, walk in the studio, and um, man, Conway is in there. You know, he got all his chains yeah, on. Yeah, looking swaggy. on, looking crazy. You know what I mean? He's in there listening to hitmaker beats, making, you know mm. what I'm saying, making music. And I'm sitting here like, yo, I'm in the studio right now with Conway. Right. Like, I've only ever heard him, you know, we did a show together in 2016. He invited me to come out. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm in a studio with Conway the Machine? Yes. What? And so I'm sitting there, and then legends start pulling up. You know, the B dots and the malls yep. and K Slays and uh, Smoke Dizzle pulled up, and you know, Sheik actually came through. And this is the first day that we're there, right, 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 the very first day. And so, you know, from there, it was like we spent the whole week there recording. And uh, my next single actually is called Symmetry. Yeah, re- that was the first song that I recorded there. I bangs with Symmetry. Yeah, so that was the first joint. But so. You know, it was, man, it was just kind of crazy. So I went through a period of, or we went through a period of, you know, kind of just showing how bad we wanted it and just showing like how dedicated we were to our craft and dedicated to the music and what, what we were trying to accomplish. And, you know, I think we did a good job of, because, you know, Conway, he's actually said it in a few interviews, you know, drum work wasn't a thing until me and love made it a thing Mm. he had the idea he had the logo he had everything everything was in place but he wasn't really ready to sign us or like really move forward until he saw how hungry we was yeah you know what i'm saying y'all came out like beasts yeah but again that goes back to me being uncomfortable yes i didn't this wasn't nothing that was given to me because i've seen a, a lot of that online or you know people tell me like yo a lot of people feel like yo you kind of came out of nowhere like, this is over and i hate you know overnight. what I, I hate when people say that because the problem is i look like i came from out of out of nowhere because you don't know where i'm from you don't know my story what i did or what i had to do yes to, to get, even get, get here. here so it looks like i came out of nowhere because guess what to you i did right you weren't aware of me it's so much now like, learn of me how about that it's so much sacrifice I'm sorry, I get so I get so yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah, no, that pisses me off. It's so much <laughs> sacrifice that I've put in over the last like year. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about missing my daughter's pre-K graduation. Yeah. I'm talking about missing those are moments you don't get back. You don't and, get the moments and you, back. You sacrifice for these moments here, right? For you to be able to be at a higher level to do what you need to do for exactly. them. Exactly. And people don't people don't understand. Like, yo, you don't. You just and that's what I was saying earlier. 
you know, you might have just heard me on Conway new album, but you don't know what I had to do to even get on that. Yeah. You don't know how like put put on a spot. You know what I'm saying? On the spot, yo, record something to this. You know right. what I'm saying? The conversations, the pressure, the pressure like the going out of town on my last fifty dollars. Like you got, but you gotta pull up and show but up. I, but I got to. I know. You know what yep. I'm saying? When you get and then even being in those rooms with those people and then still maintaining your composure because composure. these is people that you've been seeing for years even, that you're fans of. Absolutely. And you know, if we talk about um Beanie, like you said, you got a song with Freeway. Yeah. They came to Buffalo. Shout out to Beans and Free, because yes. they both some real dudes. Yo, I'm even speaking from a place like you said. I've been in rooms and communicated and interviewed different people and is constantly having to hold the fandom in you, right. especially when you grew up listening to these people. Mm-hmm. So when I got called to come to the studio and y'all all was there and I didn't really know what was going on. It's like, yo, come through. Music is being made. Pull up. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm there. But then I see Beans walking around like, <laughs> what is yeah. happening in here? Right. Then I step into the studio with y'all after a while. I'm like, y'all about to go and see what they cooking up in here. <laughs> and to sit there and watch him craft, you know, from the top to the bottom, come back, chop that up. Let me go back over and do an ad lib over that latest over this. Like to be in the room and watch uh, a freaking monster track be created. Because that shiggity is about to be crazy. <laughs> right, right. Between him and Conway. Yeah. Um, to see that happen in a flesh was just like yo this is something i want to see all the time and you have had the chance to do that so like you said having to really hold and maintain your composure and deliver on the in the moment in the moment like it's 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 so much it's pressure for real for real but it's it's like at the same time i've been doing this my whole life yeah so you just ready so i'm ready for it showtime yeah that's all that's all it is it's like if you practice how you want to show up on a court then you're gonna always show up how you're supposed to exactly and i appreciate that because you and love both got up on that title stage i'm here at the radio station watching the stream (laughs) trying to talk between pulling down the music Mm -hmm. you know and watching y'all body that you know after they brought y'all out Y'all killed it. Y'all showed up. Yeah. There was no... I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised at all. But it's a factor of how you guys show up constantly for yourselves. Right. And it's just really a manifestation of what your situation has been and how you've been holding your own, you know, the entire time. So what was that experience like? Nah, for sure. And shout out shout out to the big homie, man, Conway the Machine, the GOAT, you know what I'm saying, for even giving us that look. Yeah, that was a, a huge alley. Yo, listen, with a lot of stuff, you know, there's a lot of things that he's done over the last, you know, almost year that... You know he he hasn't owed to us, but because he has a, a big a great respect for us mm-hmm. and he wants to see us win, he makes a lot of things happen that uh you know again he doesn't even really have to do. So shout out to Conway first and foremost before we get into that. But man, being on title, I ain't gonna lie, that was the that still is a the biggest the highlight. Show. Yeah, that's the biggest show. That's probably the highlight of my rap career mm-hmm. at, up to right now aside for from, right now you know being on conway's album right of course you know his last two albums i should say on from king to a god deluxe and la machina and just you know which you thing which y'all both held it down on there as well for sure for sure but man being on that title show because you know you got to think we didn't have a crowd Mm-mm. you know what i'm saying so we're None. it's literally cameras 10 cameras it's camera over here camera over there camera down there camera over here camera over and here, you played to here. the cameras well too listen I said, look at the boy that, come on ski that took me i'm not gonna lie that took me i'm gonna air like me. y'all y'all better be watching <laughs> title and listening to me too yeah it took it took me i'm not gonna lie like that was man i remember afterwards after the show and this is how how bad it like hit me mm-hmm. um afterwards i was looking at my phone you know i'm getting notifications from everybody going everybody crazy we, we go yeah, everybody everything. going crazy you uh, know i um i get a text from 
my daughter's mother and she has a video of uh, my daughter Nas like kind of like behind her and she's sitting there watching me on the TV and she's just like sitting there smiling and I hadn't cried probably in 15 years wow and I was sitting in the um in the rental that we had in Atlanta they got a flat mm. and I was sitting in there waiting on uh the tow truck to come and I saw that afterwards and I just I broke down crying yo I was like yo this is crazy because she's proud of her dad this is so crazy you for her to be able to see that and know, right? It was a, it was a great and sharing experience. that moment with you. Although she wasn't there, she was yeah, there. yeah, yeah. She still she still talks about. I mean, obviously, it just happened a few months ago. She and that's the flexing. thing. We've done so much in the last what eight months. She, she was on one of the album covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely was, or not not on the album cover. I'm sorry, she was on a single on cover. a single cover. On yeah, a single cover for a whole world. That's the yep. song we got together. That's I, when I say I love that single cover. I still yeah, look at her. Yeah. Wait till she grow up and she could go back in time, like yo. Pull up, pull up that For right real. there. I'll she, flex all she's the time. She's so used to it now, though. She it's to the point where when, when we got to go to the studio, because there's a lot of times where you know her mom may be working and yeah. I have to go to the studio. I may have to go, you know, lay down the track. Or and she go gotta come. Something. She gotta come. She be like, "Daddy, we gotta go to the studio again." <laughs> I'm like, she gonna be looking at it. You know, we get older. They gonna be like, "Yo, you was in the studio with this person." Da, da, da. All know, the time. That's, that's just that's just my dad. That's, that's my just, dad and his. That's people. just Uncle Conway. Right, like, right, she already right. called him that. As she should. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, it's 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 crazy, man. It's crazy for her, but you know, she she's like the dopest kid ever. You know, she makes her own songs. She Yo, sings. I mean, you named her Nas. I yeah. mean, what do you expect to happen? For sure, for sure. That's my baby. <laughs> what do you expect to happen? Word. So even with having that, you know, now, you know, you are about to go on tour. Yep. You know, with, with Conway, with Love, with the rest of the drum work. Um, Love will get you killed tour. Yes. I think that is the most truest, <laughs> the most truest title, boy. Yeah. I had to Orange is about to be the new black for the kid. Um, <laughs> when I said, oh, this is real. Yeah, Love real. will get you killed, boy. Love will get you killed. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to this. So what can we expect from you, you know, with the tour? Man, you know, we just, it, actually, before I got here today, we, we were, you know, going through the show, rehearsing. The way the show is set up is so ill for drum work and mm. for Conway. It's so ill. It's like. You're going to get everybody from drum work. Yes. You're obviously getting me. You're getting Love the Jeans. You're getting Conway the Machine. You're getting, you know, Lucky Seven. Yes. You're getting Shots. Shout you're getting T Glow. You're getting, man, you're getting Goose. You're getting everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? You get the whole family. And Conway is really like, it's like the show is kind of split up. I'm not going to go into too much. Yeah, we don't want too much. We want to make sure the people. The show is split up in a way where he's going to take you up. You know what I'm saying? And then the second half, he's just, he gonna buy you up the whole show. You know what I'm saying? And it's a it's a roller coaster. It's a mm. roller coaster for sure. And, you know, we getting everything, you know, together. Shout out to DJ T. He's gonna be on the road with us the whole time. That's dope. You know, OJ Potts, they're gonna be on the road with us as well. You know, Dread, he's gonna be there. Of course. You know what I'm saying? So you get you getting, you know, obviously a legend, a staple in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Conway the Machine. And you get in the new way. You obviously get in Stove God Cooks as well. Stove God, you know how he get down, man. Mm -hmm. He get busy. And he's actually from Syracuse, which is crazy. That's dope. Yeah, he's from Syracuse. And did you guys uh, connect before? Or you kind of You know what's funny? After? We were supposed to connect. It was a mutual friend that we had. And we were supposed to connect while I was out there. At the time, I think he was signed with Busta Rhymes. He was oh, wow. signed, I don't want to say it was Flip Mode because I, I may be mistaken in saying that. But right. he was with Busta Rhymes at the time. And we just never connected. Like, we, we would always miss each other. Mm. And um, But we never were able to link up. But, you know, I knew who he was since then. And wow. then, so when he when he made his first couple appearances on with Westside, I was like, "Oh, this the homie! Like he been nice." And now here we you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now here we are in 2021, and you know, people was going on tour and all. that. 2020 drums. So yeah. you know, in addition to this tour, when it comes to 
understanding your story you know what i mean and for me i like to kind of start from the beginnings because i feel like it's very very important for people to understand why you are the way you are why you operate the way you operate why you speak on how you speak Mm -hmm. you speak on what you speak on and 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 how these adversities have set you up for your current day yeah you know when it comes to artists who are stepping into the scene you know wanting to one day have opportunities like you you know what are your g codes to success that you've been able to utilize thus far for yourself that you would say hey this this is something you need to take heed to and that you've been able to learn man if you're gonna do this you gotta be like you you heard in my story earlier mm-hmm. i wasn't 100 when i got 100 dedicated to it things started happening for me i'm not yeah. saying that that's what's gonna happen for you right but when I started making strides is when I started being 150% dedicated to my career and and really, you know, being a father, but right after being a father is my career. Like everything else is secondary. Right. You know what I mean? So if you're going to do it, do it 150%. Um, the first time when I was telling you when I went to New York with Conway and I was in the studio and I was kind of put on the spot, I had to, re- I think I recorded that week. I think I recorded like five songs mm. all on the spot, writing verses right there. You know what I mean? Right. Constructing full songs. The first thing that Conway told me that first day was something that's always going to stick with me. And this is something that I've heard in different different ways, but it's real simple. He said, seize the moment. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that in different times in my life, but it hit different because I was having a moment when he told me to seize the moment. Mm. And what he was saying was, when there's a moment for you to act and to make something happen, you have to take it because... That moment may never came, may right. never come back again. May never come back again. The other day when we was like you said, we was in the studio with Beans and Freeway. Yeah, they were in there. They were listening. You know what I'm saying? Listening to my music. Da, 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 da. They didn't say that they was coming in there to do anything with me. They just listening. I'm seeing. I'm watching Freeway. He's in the corner. Just you know, he wasn't Making even, that stank face. Yeah, he's just in the corner. I like said, man, this is crazy. Like you know what I'm saying? And I'm watching him. And I'm like, yo, all right, when this song is over, I'm gonna just mention it. So he's sitting there. Song stop. Yo, bruh just let you know, you know, it's room for it's room for you on that joint. He looked at me, he said, Where am I? Yeah, he was like, Yo, play it back. Played it again. He rocking. He, oh my God, this is crazy. He's like, You know what? Load that joint up. we about to do it. And, love it. You know what I'm saying? And that was just off the love. He yes. didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Had I not said anything, may not have got that verse. Right. So Being when you have a moment, anything. when you have, when you in a moment, gotta seize it. You gotta seize the moment. Like, don't. Don't let that moment slip for nothing or anybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta attack because that moment may never come again. And you you may be missing out on what God blesses you with. You know what I mean? Like God only helps them or helps helps, helps the, the person who helps themselves. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. So he'll put that there in front of you just to see like what happens, how you kind of move, and then he's gonna bless you with more if you move the way you're supposed to. That's a, that's you know true. what I'm saying? So um that's the second thing. And then the third thing I think. You know, you obviously you got to be dedicated. You got to, you know what I mean, all that. But man, just take time for yourself too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. your yourself, your self care, and you know, self love. That's very important. You know what I mean? Like I said, like you know, you got to be 100 percent dedicated. But you know, you got to be dedicated to yourself too, and make sure that you're happy in whatever that you do. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I make think sure that was a big it. thing. Yeah, make sure you love it. Like that's big for me because. Cause you were depressed when you weren't. Yeah, operating when I wasn't doing music. it, I wasn't happy. I wasn't. I just wasn't a happy person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was feeling like I wasn't me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I love this so much. This is what I want to do. I love it. Like yep. I, I know that like, this is for me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So whatever it is, man, just while you're on your journey, just make sure you you know you strive to be happy. 
I love that. Strive you know to saying? be happy. Strive to be happy. Word. And on that note, man, show the people all your happiness. Tell them how they can follow you. Tap into the website, yep. all the socials. Let them know. For sure. So make sure y'all tap in, man, at Skees, J-A-E-S-K-E-E-S-E, on Twitter and on Instagram. Facebook, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to get off of Facebook. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Facebook is a different type of mind. Facebook, yeah, yeah. Facebook is a distraction. Just, just stick to your, your, yeah, your those fan two. page. And then, yeah, page. for sure. So, J-Skis on Instagram, on Twitter. Also, make sure you tap into my website, bnblyc.com. bnblyc on Instagram. That's for my products, for my art, for my clothing and all that. And then also make sure you go and follow the Drumwork Music page at Drumwork Music. I love it And that's just it man Listen One thing for certain Two things for sure I appreciate go-getters And I'm grateful To be surrounded by people Who consistently go after it And motivate me too So uh, skis Keep going And um, congratulations (laughs) (laughs) No congratulations No congratulations Listen Before we jump off this I gotta give you One of the songs My guy Jay Skis Giving you that Symmetry featuring Conway And all I got to say Is this one right here Is certainly fire And make sure you get out there Support my guy Download the album Run it up His projects And of course Continue to support Let's get right into this track Just hit it. I know he gonna go crazy, man. Plus, was good, my nigga. Oh, oh, shit. Yo, yo. This for the days when I came home from school and they ain't have electricity. electricity. Uh, was rocking dirty black mid one. See, the bitches was dissing me. Uh, I guess it kind of makes sense now. I was fucking up chemistry. Uh, but always had a thing for history. This is my manifest destiny. Was writing rhymes, I was spinning for weeks and he tell me it's for me This one my dream, it was still in its infancy Presently I'm living out my epiphany I'm from where making it out is a myth like Antigone Be playing to feel like the infantry Lock and load and blaze and cleanse your enemies Back out on this with sleight of hands I ain't talking about wizardry Never much love from the people that's kidding me My fam is the ones that befriended me The bills went and lost four straight We don't know about no winning streets This is all fact, no cap, I don't do no celebrities I just been in search of symmetry. symmetry. I just been in search of symmetry. symmetry. Uh, trying to find a balance all, all of my life. life. Now look what it did look for me. I just been in search of symmetry. symmetry. I just been in search of symmetry. symmetry. Uh, trying to find a balance all, all of my life. life. Now look what it did yeah. for me. Uh, this for days when I was 15, getting drunk off the Hennessy. Uh, trying to deal with death for my daddy. I remember I it remember vividly. Cursing God cause he took my father was my feeling initially But God don't make mistakes, word the kind, he just love unconditionally I just been spitting consistently ever since Dondi had peaked my ability I just be shooting my shot with efficiency, line after line of viola authenticity uh, Was born tongue-tied, third grade, practice speech capability uh, Was crazy, had him thinking he was born with deficiencies uh, But look at me now, I'm in the pen, crazy man, I'm doing it brilliantly Buffalo Defying the odds like probability Had to go and do it my way And that way it was differently, yeah Radiate positive energy No way that I'm giving that willingly Look at my life and know that it's different I just been in search of symmetry I just been in search of symmetry uh, Trying to find a balance all of my life Now look what it did for me I just been in search of symmetry I just been in search of symmetry uh, Trying to find a balance all of my life Now look what it did for me I'm straight off the streets, you know I'm a G, ain't no point no bitch in me 
nigga said he gon' pressure, but soon as we spinning, you know he gon' snitch on me. No insecurities, got no security with me, but I got the blink on me. Been on May Street most of my life, but look what it did for me, yeah. Look, we like the Spurs and love and J-Skis like David and Timothy. Shots and see glowers like Mono and Tony, and I'ma be Popovich, we on the winning streak. Look how I bossed up on them. Look how I became my own entity. Now when these discussing they top five list, they gotta mention me. Rappers be sending me DMs and texting my phone and thinking we finna leave, yeah. But I'm not trying to be funny, my nigga, but I'm just protecting my energy, yeah. I rap when I want to, but I can still go and spend 50 to get a link. I'm the best in recent memory. That's how I know they gon' remember me. I, I just been in search of symmetry. symmetry. I just been in search of symmetry. symmetry. Uh, trying to find a balance all, all of my life. life. Now look what it did for me. I just been in search of symmetry. symmetry. I just been in search of symmetry. symmetry. Uh, trying to find a balance all, all of my life. life. Now look what it did for me. To subscribe to the G Code podcast, find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all places a podcast lives. Want to catch up on the G Code podcast? Well, go to www.adrivthegogetter.com and also subscribe on SoundCloud and YouTube. Remember, you can check a new episode out each and every Wednesday as we get you over the hump with the G Code. I was born in the G Code, embedded in my blood. Matter of fact, you just triggered a level orange G Code security threat. 